interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the bivouac. That being said, let's get to it. All right, here we go, guys. Stage number four. Let's get that stage number four recap because we have got stage number five coming up tonight. So if you guys just heard stage number three and the recap and everything was going on with our boys in the American Rally Originals and also Peter Angelo Beck, Ace Nilsson, and of course, Jacob Argybright. Jacob Argybright, man, putting together a strong Dakar. First time out there having fun, and I am excited to see where this goes for him and see if we can continue to climb up the ladder a little bit. So last I saw was in the top 30. Uh, so that is absolutely insane. That is really, really good. And considering that's 170 bikes of guys that have been doing this forever. So I'm excited to see how this continues on for him and what it is. But right now, let's talk stage number four of the 2023 Dakar Rally. So let's get into it right away, straight away. Let's get uh, that stage rundown. If you guys just heard on about it or saw the other, uh, the previous episode, uh, you guys were in the know about what was going on with the stage, but let's talk about this one really quick. So once again, it was a total of 574 kilometers uh, for the day and including a 94 kilometer road section at the beginning and 58 kilometers at the end with 425 kilometers of racing. 36% of it was sand. 36% of it was dunes. We're starting to get to that 50 50 uh, and then hopefully I, or and then even coming soon is going to be that 100 percent. So that was basically the stage rundown uh, for them. If you guys heard the last episode, you'll know a little bit more about that one. Uh, we'll talk about the stage number five information here in just a minute. Uh, but let's jump over to the results and let's talk about that one. So stage results for this one. We have. Mr. John Bereda Bort picking up a stage win with a total time of four hours, 28 minutes and 18 seconds. Pablo Quintanilla in the number two spot, finishing up four hours, 28 minutes and 34 seconds with a 16% or 16 second deficit to uh, Bereda. And then you have Skylar Howes. Skylar Howes finishing up with a time of four hours, 29 minutes and 23 seconds, finishing one minute and five seconds behind uh, the leader or winner of the stage, Bereda. Uh, he did pick up a three minute and 35 second bonus time for opening the stage. Uh, and then from there, we go down to uh, the rest of the field to get you to the top 10. Number four, Toby Price aboard the Red Bull KTM factory racing four hours, 30 minutes and 42 seconds with a 20 or two minute, 24 second gap 
uh, to the leader or stage winner, Adrian Van Beveren in the number five spot on the Monster Energy Honda. Four hours, 30 minutes and 55 seconds, finishing 237 back from the leader. And then you have Luciano Benavides in the number six spot on the Husqvarna factory racing bike. Four hours, 31 minutes and 31 seconds, finishing 313 behind the stage winner. And you have the brother, Kevin Max Benavides in the number seven spot, Red Bull KTM factory racing. Four hours, 31 minutes and 37 seconds, finishing three hours and 19 or three minutes and 19 seconds behind the stage winner, Bereda. Then Daniel Sanders in the number eight spot, finishing up on that Red Bull Gas Gas factory racing bike. Four hours, 34 minutes and 25 seconds, finishing six minutes and seven seconds behind the stage winner. Getting, this is interesting, picked up three minutes and 58 seconds in bonus time, but then gave two of them back uh, in, a sp- in a penalty, likely speeding there. Uh, in the number nine spot, we have Nacho Cornejo uh, on the Monster Energy Honda bike. Four hours, 37 minutes and 22 seconds, finishing nine minutes behind uh, the stage winner, Bereda. Then in the number 10 spot, Luciano Santolino on the Sherco. Four hours, 38 minutes and 44 seconds, finishing 10 minutes and 26 seconds back. And then you have in the number 11 spot, Mason Klein on the BAS World KTM Racing Team. Four hours, 40 minutes, 26 seconds, finishing 12 minutes and 8 seconds back. And picking up 2 minutes and 39 seconds of bonus time. Matthias Wachner in the number 12 spot with the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike, four hours, 48 minutes or 40 minutes and 48 seconds, finishing 1230 behind stage winner. And then 13 Sharania and the BAS. This is a teammate to Mason uh, BAS world KTM racing team, four hours, 42 minutes and 31 seconds, finishing 1413 behind. And then from there, let's see what do we got here to do to do. Then let's go back down. We're taking another look here. See some of the other guys. Okay. That is our top 12, 13, 14, 15. Uh, so a little bit more than the top 10, but you guys get it. So definitely once again, stack times, a lot of times right on top of each other, especially up front, you know, top three, 428, 428, 429. So not a lot of room to breathe there. 430 for number four, 430 for number five, 430 for 431 for number six. So you're talking about right now, Literally right now, the top 10 bikes are 10 minutes. So an average of one minute between between each bike. So absolutely crazy. Although it is a little bit, or not a little bit, it's a pretty big bummer to see uh, Mason Klein finishing just, I mean, literally right outside of the top 10 uh, for today and finishing up in 11th. Uh, so for those of you guys, if you guys knew or heard a little bit about what had happened, it looks like, unfortunately, uh, they were serving gas and water at the fuel stop near the end of the uh, of the stage. And, well, uh, bikes do not run on water. Water takes preference in the gas tank. And so it tries to feed the bike first, uh, which water does not explode like gasoline does. Uh, so unfortunately that rendered his bike down for about 10 minutes in while he got it fixed, uh, and back up and running. So unfortunately that puts him outside of the top 10 for the stage. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I think that it's going to put him in a good position. Uh, he'll have a few tracks to follow, although, uh, he is extremely proficient at opening a stage in my opinion and enjoys it and actually looks forward to it. Uh, I think that that uh, is definitely a bit of a bummer. I know he was looking to capitalize and lead some more stages, 
uh, that's okay. It's just a setback. I know we've got a lot of stage time and a lot of racing to go. So uh, if it was going to happen, now was the time to get it done. Uh, let's see here. Before we do, let's look at the overall rankings here. Just a second. Uh, why is it not latest ranking? All right. So stage overall, we saw that. A few more standings. All right, here. Why are they not? Okay, so they're still... Uh, I have a feeling there's something going on because they haven't updated the standings yet for stage number four, the overall, at the moment. So I'm wondering what is going on with that one. Uh, I don't think I see anything in the app uh, about this stage in particular. Classifications. Yeah, they haven't. Uh, provisional. Yeah, see, they're not. Uh, this is interesting. I have not seen any uh, any updated information as far as official results for stage number four. So I wonder what's going on with that one. I, you know, if it was me, I there's probably a conversation I would be having about uh, them giving us water instead of fuel, uh, because obviously that is to no fault of the racer. Uh, it's very very quick to say. Um, Oh, well, yeah, you just need to drain the water out of the tank and then you're you're good to go. Well, yeah, but even if you knew that was the exact problem that you had to do, then you still have to get off the bike, shut it off, do some kind of mechanical work and then get the bike going again. And that obviously is not the racer's fault uh, and that is not their thing. And I it, I find it hard to believe that you could just say, oh, well. Uh, yeah, it, it's just part of racing. Well, technically, no, it's not. And technically, yes, it is. If you're the one serving up your own gas, because you should have known better. So any racer that's out there knows and understands what it is about keeping gas and water separate and why you don't store it in certain places and why you don't use fuel that smells like varnish. So, I mean, that's, that's just part of it. So, uh, in, in running, your own bike and your own race. That's just part of it. Not saying that if the organization is responsible for the fuel, I kind of feel like there's something to be said there. And unfortunately, um, you know, it, it, that's the way it went. I hope that they do realize that this is not to the fault of Mason or any of those guys and they can continue on and do their thing. Um, I mean, it's very easy to tell. I mean, for me, something that when I was in uh, working with uh, Baja Rally and now uh, do some work with Rally Comp, uh, it's easy enough to go into the log file and figure out, you know, how long the bike was stopped for down to the seconds. Uh, so that way you can get, uh, you can give an accurate time back. So I think that that, uh, might be an interesting decision and maybe why we're not seeing results yet published, uh, anything more than like overall standings. Obviously it's a very, very tight race. So 10 minutes is a huge, huge, huge gap, uh, in the overall rankings, but, uh, as in speaking with Mason, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, still a lot of racing to go. He's obviously proven his talent and where he is at right now. Skylar House as well, putting on a hell of a show, getting top three. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back really quick to see. But I mean, we're talking multiple podiums already. And this is just the beginning of the rally. We're basically a third of the way through this thing. And we're already getting these podiums and all that. So as I said it before, the Americans have definitely come to play and in the Dakar and I am absolutely excited about it uh, because this time around we're uh, we're looking we're looking really good again bummer to see that Ricky Brabeck is out of the rally uh, due to an injury uh, but but fortunately you know playing it smart you know there's a lot more rallies to go on and do and still 
still work at, although this is the pinnacle and this is the Super Bowl of Rally Raid, I think that it is definitely uh, the smart choice to, hey, you know what, let's uh, let's let's play it. Let's play it safe. You know, there's a lot can go on, a lot that can happen, and you don't want to uh, you don't want to risk further injury in that. So, OK, let's take a look at what is next on it. Oh, before we do that, let's uh, let me go back here. Uh, so I was talking to Mason this morning. So right from him, let's hear what he had to say uh, about his stage today. Today's stage was really good. Um, it was really, really good. I started third, so automatically I was getting bonus time, which was pretty good. And um, shortly into the stage, I noticed Skylar and Daniel made a little mistake in the in the stage and for a really long time i was just on my own it was really good like i thought i was opening i wasn't they were just like a little bit over on the dunes and it was good we all came together uh later on and we all got to share opening up before the refuel so we all got a bit of the the max bonus time which is super cool and then at the refuel i guess if you're the first bikes there you're gonna get the water so pretty much a bummer um yeah so i ended up losing like 10 minutes later in the stage after i ran the rear tank out of gas um i pulled over and i took the right side fuel tank off because that was the second tank that i filled at the refuel took that off put it into the rear and it got me to the finish line and yeah, bummer day. But also a good day. Thank you, Victor. All right. So that was uh, Mason Klein talking about his stage number four. And yeah, absolutely. It is a bummer. And I'm going to reach out to that. I want to know. I'll, I'll probably reach out to Mason's dad about it and just kind of see what they're what they're talking or what the talks are about. So as I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, you know what? It's interesting that. <clears throat> that we're going over this again, you know, after the Dakar had already said like, Oh yeah, we screwed up and it cost Andrew short his race. Um, that they, and especially doing good, it cost him his race. It caught, he had to retire from the rally. And then they just kind of said, well, you know, Hey, anybody that rides bikes knows, you know, water in the tank and da, 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 da. Yeah. But you still have to eliminate that as a something. Okay. This is why the bike is going because honestly on the list of things to check before, the gas was the last thing you would check, you know? Yeah. You want, you know, air fuel spark, but at the same time, you're, I mean, how often do we have to deal with water in the tank now? I I could see, you know, back East and in other places, you know, uh, a mention of uh, Robert Mann from freedom rally racing. Um, they were talking about it and said that a lot of their stuff back East has purge valves on it specifically for water, getting in that out of the tank. That is something that you're more commonly used to. Not in motorcycle racing and not in desert racing do you deal generally with fuel in the or water and fuel in the same container. Uh, so it is very unfortunate. I hope they're doing something about it, especially because this has happened before. Uh, they said they were going to change procedures to avoid this from happening. And here we are again. It happened. So I'm curious to see what it's going to become or what it will come of it. Uh, hopefully they're going to be given some time back or, or figuring out a happy medium there because it is very unfortunate that at, uh, especially in this case, you know, costing some people, the, the front runners, uh, their rally and, and causing an undue time 
penalty, you know, based on that or undue loss of time. So we'll see. I think that uh, I'll stay optimistic. Maybe they will. They'll give the time back. But either way, you know, Mason and, and the guys, they know what they need to do. Uh, to continue on this could be a, a, a blessing in disguise you know they might be able to make up some time they'll have a, a, a bad note in this next road book and that might be uh, might be the thing that uh, that helps them out so let's talk a little bit about the overall rankings and then we are going to go right into the stage preview for stage number five of the 2023 Dakar rally jumping over to the app let's get stage number five queued up or stage four here we go we got that one. All right. So um, stage overall standings after stage number four. Daniel Sanders still picking it up. He is going to be with a total time of 18 hours, 40 minutes and three seconds. Looking for a total bonus time so far of three minutes and 58 seconds with a four minute penalty. And he is right now your race leader or your rally leader in the overall. Uh, Then from there, now I think something that's interesting, I couldn't find these results like this in the app, but they do have them published on their app on the Dakar tracking or Dakar 2023 app. So I'm curious to see what is going on on the back end. So we may have this, but we may see a shakeup here coming soon. But anyway, uh, let's take a look here. All right. So Daniel Sanders right now is your rally leader. Skylar Housen, the number two spot aboard the Husqvarna factory racing bike, 18 hours, 43 minutes and 36 seconds with a bonus time of six minutes and 49 seconds. Then it is Kevin Benavides on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. 18 hours, 44 minutes and 8 seconds. He is going to be 4 minutes and 5 seconds behind your rally leader, Daniel Sanders, with a total penalty time of 3 minutes. So something to note, these results are already calculating in those bonus times and those penalties. So just so you guys are aware on that one, Bereta, today's stage winner, stage number four winner, is in the fourth spot on the Monster Energy JV team. 18 hours, 44 minutes, and 33 seconds with a four-minute and 30-second gap to Daniel Sanders, your rally leader. He's got a one-minute penalty right now. And then Toby Price in the number five spot aboard the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike. 18 hours, 47 minutes, and 20 seconds. Seven minutes and 17 seconds behind the rally leader. And then Mason Klein with a with the BAS World KTM racing team, 18 hours, 50 minutes and eight seconds. He is on a 10 minute right at 10 minutes and five seconds behind your rally leader. So that is a very interesting thing. Uh, He's got eight minutes and 31 seconds total now of bonus time and two minutes in penalties for speeding. I believe that was at stage number two. Uh, so this is interesting. If he spent Mason spent 10 minutes there at the, at that, uh, at that stop, the undo stop because of the gas concern, uh, that is going to put him five seconds behind Daniel Sanders, the stage winner, or excuse me, the rally leader at the moment. So this is going to be interesting if they, if they do do that. Um, I hope they don't say, well, it only knocked you back to sixth. You know, the well, it only no, 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 I, you know, I'm I'm going to stop thinking about it because I'm getting a little bit more heated the more I think about that, you know, hey, this is uh, this is obviously not the racer's fault. This is a procedure thing. And not only that, but what did they come up with, you know, last year? What did they do? 
did they say, okay, well, yeah, we, we understand it happens. This is what we're going to do to prevent it. And this is what we're going to do if it happens again. So I want to know what they came up with as far as the, if it happens again, uh, you know, if, if anybody from the ASO is listening, I'm not trying to be a, a dick about it, but you know, I do think that, uh, this is not something that is directly related to the racer. Um, you know, and, and, and either way in this case of Andrew short, the same thing, you know, it's, he's having to diagnose a bike because of something that was an outside influence. So just like they don't allow outside assistance, I don't think that they should have penalties for something like this, right? This is, this is not the other. And so we'll see. I, I hope that they, they come up with some kind of, uh, a procedure to one, obviously not do this again, because here we are again, the next year with the same thing. And at the same time, I hope they have something in place to say, okay, you know, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, again, uh, that was one of the things that I enjoyed with the rally comp, uh, is the ability to go back, look at the logs and say, okay, this is exactly how long this bike was stopped for at this particular spot. Uh, so it makes it easy to, to get that time back. Uh, from there. All right, let's get back to it. So that was number six. That was Mason Klein aboard the BAS World KTM racing team bike. And then number seven spot, we have a Pablo Quintanilla Monster Energy Honda, 18 hours, 51 minutes and eight seconds. He is 11 minutes and five seconds behind your rally leader with a two minute penalty. Adrian Van Beveren on the Honda Monster Energy Honda, 18 hours, 58 minutes and three seconds is 18 minutes behind. Uh, Luciano Benavides on the Husqvarna factory racing bike. He is 19 hours, one minute and 19 seconds with a 21 16 back from the rally leader and rounding out that top 10 Matthias Wachner on the Red Bull KTM factory racing bike in 19 minutes, eight seconds and or 19 hours, eight minutes, 28 seconds. He is 28, 25 back 28 minutes and 25 seconds back from your rally leader. And then let's see really quick. We'll do a quick, Scan down the list here. Let's find the other bike. Nacho. Nacho Cornejo on the Monster Energy Honda team. Currently sitting in 12th. 19 hours, 11 minutes flat with a 30-minute 57 deficit to the current rally leader, Daniel Sanders. So that is your overall rundown right now and where these guys are at. So let's wrap this up with the Stage 5 rundown. Stage 5 this one is going to be good. We are getting there. 54% sand and 46% dunes. No more hard dirt. No more stones. And no more asphalt. And no more dry lake bed. We are into the sand. So here we go. This is going to be the one that's... I think this is going to start to separate some of the navigators for sure. Uh, as navigating the dunes is a little bit more HP stuff. Not as easy to follow tracks because, well, there are no tracks. Um, it, I don't know here, here or there depends on the sand. Now that we've got wet sand, I mean, you might as well just take a marker and draw a line uh, to the next bivouac because if they're running in wet sand, it's going to be very easy to pick up on the tracks. Uh, if it's not windy, it is obviously actually if it was windy and dry, that would be a different story. Those tracks will erase pretty fast depending on how windy it is. Uh, but wet sand is is not good for trying to hide tracks whatsoever. So we'll see how this stage goes. Uh, in the wet sand and that penalty, this may be something good for, uh, for Mason. So, and I, you know, and think the more I think about it, they need to come up with something quick because if these guys hit the stage and they are in the current order that they are, uh, that is going to probably lead to trouble because now here's, uh, let's, before we get into the stage rundown, this totally just came into my mind. And if 
they don't make a decision, right? If the de- if they're deciding on whether they're going to award time or not back, let's look at Mason Klein's time right now. So if he's 10 minutes back, he's going to start further back in the field, right? The starting order is going to get mixed up because of these uh, the downtime and the mechanical time, right? The further back you are, the more you have in tracks. If the sand is wet and he is going to have tracks to follow and that is going to be an advantage. Now, we know he can navigate, so it's not the biggest advantage that other people have when they're following tracks like you know you could put him up front and he could lead and open the stage that goes beyond say but the fact that he has those tracks and the importance that other racers put on those tracks if they don't make a decision now and then they make the decision once the race has started they say okay yeah actually we're going to give him his time back then the results from the stage number five are going to be questioned because they're going to say well if he was up front he wouldn't have made up 20 minutes on us or he wouldn't have made up 10 minutes on us, or he wouldn't have made up, you know, whatever amount of time following tracks. We all know the ones that are listening. We know that Mason can navigate. So it's not necessarily that, oh yeah, he is capitalizing on that, but it is some help. Now, other people though, other, other teams and stuff like that. And and I'm not saying it's not true, but you're going to fight a little bit harder if you're, if you put a very big importance on that on having tracks to follow and and doing that. So I think they're going to have to make a decision very, very quickly in order to mitigate or get ahead of any potential protests then on today's results or stage number five's results if they are considering giving his time back. The answer's either got to be no right away or it's got to be yes and they got to change the starting order. So changing the starting order is really not that hard necessarily because you just know, okay, this is the new time, this is the new time here. And so... I'm curious to see how that runs down, how that breaks it down, because this could turn into a thing. So anyway, all right, let's get back to the stage rundown and we will be done with this episode because it is time to go to work. All right. Total 646 kilometers for the day. Uh, Let's get the cheat sheet out because I moved it away because I was looking at the monitor. Here we go. 646 kilometers for stage number five. That is going to break down to 375 kilometers of spatial stage or selective section. 232 miles is what that converts to. Uh, and then with another 168 miles of commute uh, from liaison to bivouac, or excuse me, I should say from the bivouac to the start line, finish line to the bivouac. And how does that break down? 145, so just a little over 80 miles, roughly about 80 miles to the Uh, start of the stage Uh, then they are going to do a 374 kilometer racing stage about 263 miles Uh, no 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 232 miles Uh, then from there they get gas so they've got gas uh, top off at the bivouac they get gas at the start after the 145 kilometers there's a gas stop Uh, let's see here Bikes, quads, T3, T4. At kilometer 209, there is a gas stop. And then from there, uh, they got another 165 kilometers to go before the end of the stage. And then they got 130 kilometers at the end of the stage that they're going to have to do. So that's about 70-ish miles, about 80 miles uh, back to the bivouac after they finish the stage. So uh, first bike is going to be leaving the bivouac at 520 in the morning. And then they are planning that at 730 in the morning, that bike will start the stage, stage number five of the 2023 Dakar. So that is what we have got going on there. Let's see uh, the timing on this one. 
let's see here do, 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 do. max time control opening fuel uh let's see bivouac they're estimating that the first bike will be at the bivouac by about noon about 18 minutes past noon is what they are expecting for that first uh for that first bike let's see here oh first by uh, no 1380 118 so they're looking at about the first bike finishing at 118 in the afternoon back in the bivouac so we'll see how that one goes uh for these guys uh, let's see anybody else there nope no that is the stage rundown for stage number five of the 2023 dakar so uh they are going to be getting started first bike uh is going to be leaving the bivouac let me go back to this That's, i had all these tabs open because i'm like scouring this app for the uh for the results so let's see here info for the stage so 5 20 a.m is when they are leaving that is going to be uh 6 6 20 p.m here uh on the west coast so 6 20 p.m for that and then 8 30 tonight so 8 30 p.m on the west coast pacific standard time 8 30 p.m is when the first bike will depart for tonight's stage or for the stage number five of the 2023 dakar so we are looking forward to it. Let's see what it shakes down to. A lot going on, a lot going on. I definitely want to know what's going to happen with this fuel thing uh, so we can get it going. So time to shut it down. Wrap this episode up because we are done. Stage number five coming in hot. We are getting to work and we're going to be watching some Rally Raid tonight. So I hope everybody's enjoying the show and the updates and everything going on. And we are getting ready. And... Uh, on a personal and a side note, I want to say thank you to all of the show followers and everybody that's been on this journey with us. October two years ago uh, is when this podcast got started. And as of the episode published earlier today, I'm going to publish this right now. I'm not holding off episodes. As of the stage three part two rundown, that was episode number 100 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. So there's a little bit of a special thing going on, um, but technically episode number 100 was just published this morning and um, and I'm pretty excited about that. Can't lie. Not going to lie. So anyway, hope everybody has a great day. Remember, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.